Dogcast episode 104. Fellas, we're into the dog days of the summer. Not much football news, but what we can ferret out, we're bringing to you. And that's what this show's all about. Dog fans, it's Dogcast episode 104. Me and Old Dog are here in Athens in the bunker, six floors down underneath Sanford Stadium, bringing you all the news that you need to know out of Athens. Old Dog, it's summertime, man. No football going on. No football at all. I tell you what, it's going to be a rough 95, 96, 97 days, whatever it is, till we uh, have the first practice. But I tell you, we do have a little football news, and you know us. We are very quick to criticize, and we want to be just as quick to add praise. And I've got to give some praise to our AD, Damon Evans, because he came Clearly a listener. No doubt about it, because as you know, we have made jokes about schools that play their football on Thursday nights that call themselves universities. Right. And uh, Damon Evans has categorically come out and said the University of Georgia, well, he is there. We'll never play football on Thursday night. We don't need to pander to TV. We don't need to be TV whores that we play our games on Saturday because that's when real college football gets played. Absolutely. We'll let the ACC, the Wake Forest, the also-rans, we'll let them play on Thursday night and get real excited. Matter of fact, Tech may want to move all their games to Thursday night except for when they play us. I tell you, we got a fantastic graphic on the uh, the ID3 art for the iPods with a little movie poster called Thursday Night Lights, the home of Georgia Tech football. Yeah, Damon Evans came up big, clearly, you know, coming out publicly as a listener of the Dogcast this week, saying that while he's AD, no matter what, we don't need the money and we don't need the coverage that bad. You know, and he used some excuses like, you know, it's good, it's bad for the students and it's bad for our student athletes and things like that. But I think clearly he was feeling pressure. You know, you got ESPN on one side saying we need the dogs on Thursday night. You've got the dog cast on the other side saying we should never play on Thursday night because that's the home of mediocre football. And Damon Evans clearly came down on the side of the dog cast. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, first, if you're going to play on Thursday night, why not kick it off Tuesday morning at 1 a.m.? Sure. I mean, it's or just 9 a.m. Hell, just play anytime. You know, man, put it on opposite Captain Kangaroo if that's what you want to do. Say, basically say, you know what, for money, we'll play anytime, anywhere if you pay us. That's right. We have no pride. We are media whores. But anyway, exactly. Damon Evans stepped it up. So hat, hats off to Damon Evans. Yeah, you get like the game said, ball. Like I say, we, we're quick to criticize. We're quick to have praise. Mm-hmm. Keep listening, Damon. Exactly. We'll have some more good <laughs> ideas you can exactly. claim. Exactly. We're taking care of business for you, buddy. So, um, and, you know, really, there is just not a lot of football news out there. No. 
And what we want to do with the rest of this show is I just kind of want to clean out the email box. We get a lot of great emails throughout the season. People come up with ideas and stuff they want us to cover. And in the midst of the season, you know, we can't always cover everything we want to cover. But I want you guys to know that over the summer, we've been collecting your ideas and uh, we've got some good things. I'm going to put some, by the way, we're putting some schedules. We've got some great artwork on some 2007 schedules from a listener and uh, I'm going to put those in a link with credits and stuff on the website. If you guys want to, there are going to be things you can print out, you know, uh, you know, suitable for framing. I mean, they're, they're 07 schedules that are, that are beautiful, old dog. So, you know, we've got those um, schedules on the link on the website. Um, a couple of other things I wanted to mention that we didn't mention about their season. You dog fans might not know this, but I think this is pretty cool. Did you know, old dog, that Coach Rick has instituted a policy that if our football players miss class, not just during football season, but at any time during the year. If they miss class, an unexcused absence, they have to pay real cash American dollars for that. It costs them real money. I think it's a great program. I think it is, too. And, you know, I have no no real basis of knowledge to back it up, but I would imagine we are probably the only school that is doing that I with the fantastic. athletes. I and, uh, you know, as short as money is uh, for a college student, that's something that absolutely hurts, and uh, I think it's a good way to get the kids in class and, uh, you know, really make them a little responsible for their actions. And show the world that we're serious. I mean, as serious as we can be. Right. I mean, you know, we're still talking about big-time college athletics, but, but as serious as we can be about, uh, you know, graduation rates and, and academics. Oh, no doubt about it. I think it just goes along with the kind of guy that Coach Rick yep. is. He's, he's a total package coach who wants a total package player. Absolutely. Um, in other news, um, on the Mike Adams watch, yeah. Mike Adams, Mike Adams, you guys, you know we're no big fans of Mike Adams here on the show, and we just thought you guys should know this because, again, if you're not um, in Athens, you don't get to follow all the Mike Adams news. But um, Mike Adams traveled to Dubai and the United Arab Emirates, you know, the richest city in the world, plus he traveled to India. Yeah, and visited one of the poorest countries. Visited one of the poorest countries and one of the richest countries in the world. Came back and said he learned a lot. I bet he did. And it only cost us, Georgia, the uh, University of Georgia, and taxpayers. I tell you, he must have been on a budget. He kept it under 30 grand. He was able to travel and go to those two places for $29,000. Nine hundred and eighty-four dollars, sixteen dollars shy of thirty grand. Bet he was booking his hotel rooms with William Shatner and his airfare. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly a frugal traveler. I mean, he's he, definitely looking for a deal. He is, and uh, we're going to do our best. Although I'm not making any promises to get President Adams on the phone, on the show, and find out exactly. What did he learn? What did he learn for his $30,000? Yeah. Because you know? he said he was over there doing some research and economic development, collaborative, you know, just this hazy-ass yeah. bunch of crap. We may break it down, you know, like like in $10,000 segments. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you learned for the first 10, <laughs> what you learned for the second 10, and what, and then you must have gotten a bargain on the last because it was only 9984 hard-earned dollars that someone paid to the University of Georgia for their children to go there, and he's out 
just wheeling all around the world, spending money like it's water. Boys, when y'all are writing those checks out to the G, the Georgia Educational Fund for your tickets and the athletics department and all that stuff, think about that, $29,000. Let's just call it thirty. Let's think think about that $30,000 vacation, Mike Adams. And... In true Mike Adams, uh, in true Mike Adams fashion, he's gotten a rule, uh, you know, he's, he's got a rule worked out for university presidents that you don't need pre-approval for your travel expenses from the border regions. So in other words, at any time, for any reason, and for any amount of money, he can travel anywhere he wants for as long as he wants and spend as much as he wants with no pre or post approval. I mean, Ain't life great. What a sweet-ass deal that is, brother. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm telling you what. What a sweet deal that is. Um, and, oh, we got, I don't know if it's, it's what you want to call breaking news, but the hardest-working corpse in show business. We can't We can't let it go. The James Brown deal, I'm telling you, he continues to show out as a true junkyard dog. Well, and I tell you, this is pretty interesting, and I know... You know, the listeners come from a very diverse field, and we really need some feedback from some of you guys that were in banking and finance, maybe out there working for a bank, because the way this story goes, apparently James Brown's estate is with the toughest bank I have ever heard of. And this is how it goes. James Brown, the executor of the estate, well, actually, the estate still owes $70,000. On a $150,000 bill. On a $150,000 bill to the funeral home. Right. When the funeral home contacted the executor, they were told that a check had been mailed a few weeks before. The funeral home said they had not received the check and asked if a replacement check for the check that was lost in the mail... In the mail. ...could be sent. Now, under most circumstances, I know all you good dog fans are out there paying your bills. There's no problem. If you've lost a check, you call up the bank, stop payment on it, send a duplicate. <laughs> this but is where not... I need your help. Because apparently, the bank that is handling the estate only issued <laughs> a, a certain amount of checks. And when the executor asked the bank for another check, he was told... He could not have one. So and pass that on to the funeral home, <laughs> saying that they had run out of checks and no check would be forthcoming. But of course they do have the money because I'm sure the estate didn't write a bad check. I mean, who in the world would write a, a check for seventy thousand dollars and it'd be bad mail it and know you couldn't cover it? But I'm thinking this bank. I mean, this is a hard bank when they will <laughs> no more not, checks when they say no more checks. That's it. You had your ten checks. You've used them. That's it. You. So, help us out. You guys in banking, let us know, you know, does your bank have this policy? That is a hard policy because the the estate claims that they would like to pay the 70, but the check that they mailed was the last check they had, and there's no more checks. That's it. Now, I know there are a lot of people that go on the theory, hey, if I got checks, I got money. But I have never (laughs) seen one where you can actually have money and the bank refused to give you check. So help us out. And I'm a little worried myself. I'm down to about my last five. 
I put my order in for some new checks. I haven't gotten them yet. You're hoping you get some checks. You'd be lucky to get them. I mean, you know, maybe I'm with that bank. I just don't know. I know. Help us out. Let us know. So, is, is this a new banking policy? All you bank dogs out there, let us know about this whole limited check thing because it's evidently a big problem well, for the James Brown maybe estate. Maybe it's got something to do with Homeland Security. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, apparently maybe the government feels like you only are owed so many checks in your entire lifetime. <laughs> and since James Brown was dead, apparently he can't get very many. Absolutely. And I tell you, um, you know, that is a huge thing that um, that's going on here. I, I, and we were, We've been talking about it. If they can't come up with any other checks, old dog. Right. What do you think about the idea of the dog cast maybe hosting some sort of benefit? Uh, you know, maybe we can have some donations from the listeners or something. Showbiz phone ringing yeah, there in the background. I, I think that would be great because, I mean, James Brown is finally in the ground, but I don't think he's going to rest in peace until he knows his debts have been paid. I'm telling you. So, you know, maybe maybe we can help him out, maybe come do a bank set. I'm telling you the way James is, he may come back to life just to do a benefit <laughs> To, so pay off be, his debt. to pay off his debt so he can be reburied. That's the way the hardest working corpse in show business rolls, that, baby. That's the way he rolls. <laughs> well, let us know on this new banking policy out there. Dog fans, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We've got a couple things coming back, including a huge new initiative by the Dogcast coming up for the fall that I think you guys are going to be excited about. Old Dog doesn't want me to tell you, but I'm not sure if I can stop myself. So we're coming... No, because you have absolutely no (laughs) self-control. I don't. I have to tell him everything right now. (laughs) Everything I have, I have to give it to him. Dog fans, we'll be right back, right here in Athens. We'll take a break with some cool bumper music, and we'll be right back. I 
Well, you know, they it's were a big tra- deal. They were trademarked back in the fifties. They went away for a couple decades. Then they came back. Is yeah. it time to put them on the shelf again? I know. So we're going to talk about silver britches versus red pants, and that's one of the other things we're going to talk about over the summer. And also, I want you guys to know I haven't forgotten about my promise. We're going to be putting up, in fact, on the back of this show is going to be the commentary, my running commentary from the G-Day game. So, you guys, I want you guys to enjoy that running commentary for what it's worth. I mean, I think it's kind of crap. It's really just, you can't, the sound quality's not that good. I'm sitting behind the band. You know, for what it's worth, I'm going to put it out there so you guys can listen to it. And then later, I mean, or actually early next week, I'm going to do the music-only show that I promised you guys. I just want you to know, we're going to do the music, we're going to do the commentary, and we've got some topics to talk about over the summer. Yeah. So that's what's coming up. And we've got the Big Ninja Show, too. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the Big Ninja Show. Ninja, we know you're out there. We know you're silent. We know you're unseen, but we do know you're out there as a member of the University of Georgia student community. And we know we've got your number and stuff, and we do want to get you on the show this summer if we can, you know, get you to come out. Well, you know, and I do want to say one thing. Ninjas are stealthy, dude. Well, I do want to say one thing, though, in defense of these agents that took the ninja down. As far as I know, it's been over a year, and there has not been another ninja incident on the campus at the <laughs> University of Georgia since then. That's GBI getting it done. Man, Shut down the whole ninja operation. The, you know, a cell. Let's call it the ninja cell. Yeah. The ninja cell on the University of Georgia campus I mean, has the, been effectively These guys shut were down. like Junior Jack Bowers. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. And they shut down the ninja activity on the campus. And with extreme prejudice. <laughs> no doubt. But we will uh, we'll be bringing a blow-by-blow description of what actually happened to the ninja. I tell you what, that, that is something I really want to hear. And we'll be contacting the GBI to see if they want to rebut. If they have a comment, you know, because I mean, we are, we're all about fair media. But this still could be an ongoing secret ninja investigation, too. <laughs> the GBI may not be able to comment. Absolutely not. All right, old dog. Now, it's time... Because I can't no, 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 talk about this. Dog fans, I want you to you know. You have absolutely no self-control whatsoever. Go ahead. Dog fans, I want you to know we've got something special cooking up for you in the fall. Okay? And we haven't really come up with a snappy name. Right now, we're calling it the Dogcast Experience. But I want you guys to know, those of you who don't know, we, we live in Athens, but we also have some property in Athens. We have a, a thing called a game day condominium. For those of you who don't know, we got a game day unit, a two-bedroom game day unit on Broad Street, right there across from the Holiday Inn. That's where we do the most of our tailgating and stuff because it's really close to the stadium. Closer to the stadium than our respective homes. However... We've got something special for you guys, and we're going to auction this thing off. We're calling it the Dogcast Experience right now. Basically, what it involves is two for two lucky listeners. You're going to we're going to include two 50-yard line tickets in between me and Old Dog on the 50 behind the visitor bench, which is, you know, in my opinion, the best seat in the stadium because I like being behind the visitor bench. You know, there's no. I really get to exercise my passions behind the visitor. A lot bench. of harassment can go on there. I, I and take, a lot of harassment has. I take my role sitting behind the visitor's bench. That's an important job. I have a job to fulfill. So the package includes deluxe accommodations in the game day condominium for one night. Two people, you get your own bedroom, private bath, private bedroom and bath in the game day. You get up, have breakfast with me and old dog. We'll I'll cook the eggs and bacon. 
Old Dog's going to cook breakfast. Everything's included. All you got to do is show up at the game day on Friday night. And be ready to have some fun. And be ready to have some fun with the Dogcast crew. We're going to have you guys over. We're gonna, we'll party all night downtown. We'll sleep in, get up, have a big breakfast, walk to the stadium, sit on the 50 with me and Old Dog. It's 24 hours of Dogcast immersion, including a guest spot on the post-game show. You know, with your opinions and stuff on the post-game show. Non-stop excitement. Save your pennies, dog fans, because that we haven't picked the game yet. It's gonna pro- It'll be a conference game. It won't be the South Carolina or Auburn game. And other than that, that's about all I can tell right, you. Because if it was that, you you could not save <laughs> enough pennies. <laughs> you don't have that many damn pennies. <laughs> um, so anyway, dog fans. I just want to tell you guys, we're cooking that up. We think it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you guys will get excited about it and think it's a lot of fun too. And uh, we're working that up for the fall. So more details as this, more details as they're formulated. Absolutely. Because really, there's not a high level of no. detail on it right now. But uh, as we get more details on that, we want you guys to know. But I want you guys to start saving your money now. I want lots of froth in that auction. I want that auction to. Obviously, we want the auction to go high and oh, yeah. far, right? So, uh, anyway, dog fans, that's the big thing we got cooking for the fall. We hope you guys will participate. Plus, we're going to be doing some more tailgating stuff and stuff for all the listeners. We've got some different ideas coming up. We're going to have a big fall next year, though. And on a serious note, I do want you all to know that all the proceeds from the Dogcast experience will be going to our favorite nonprofit entity, (laughs) which is the Dogcast. Exactly. <laughs> and we are definitely a non-profit entity. Matter of fact, we are in the hole. <laughs> we, are a, we are a non-talent, non-profit entity that receives no promotional funding, except we do get some. Uh, we do get a little bit of cred from our friends over at Belkin. Let, right. let's not, we, we can't take a crap on our buddies at Belkin. Because, no. man, they have a lot of products. A lot they of do. good, high-quality products, old dog. Those guys at Belkin, man, they are smart. Right, end it. Anyway, <laughs> Stop. Stop it. I can't stand it. Dog fans, that's all that's going on. There's nothing going on except Damon Evans shutting down the Thursday night deal. And, um, all the, you know, it's school's almost out. Kids are studying for finals. It really is yeah. summertime. Thanks for listening, guys. Look, enjoy the commentary and, uh, stand by for the music show next week. I know you guys are going to enjoy that. And, uh, we'll be back when there's some more news. You got it. Go, dogs. First quarter, you see Stafford, you know, his ball placement is not perfect. I mean, it's still spring ball. The catch the Momass is not, uh, you know, in stride like it should be. But um, offensive line is blocking athletically, moving downfield. The thing is, Craig Lumpkin's going to get his carries. He's going to get his yards. Craig Lumpkin knows what he's doing. Into the first quarter. Listen, Stafford's going to heat up. Mo Mass has made a catch. Craig Lump is going to get his yards. He's going to get his. No Sean Marino in the first quarter. You know, um, it's still a little rusty. He can carry the ball. He's got speed. You know, I mean, he, you know, but in a game situation like this, it's hard for him to figure out what he's doing. God almighty, Trip Chandler, man. But still, not a great ball placement by Stafford. Trip Chandler runs down the field and has to stop and do a damn cartwheel to catch the ball. But Trip Chandler and Brandon Sutherland looking good. 86 and 36 are getting it done. Sutherland and Chandler are getting it done, but I'm st- I'm not happy with Stafford's ball placement. No shot Miranda stuck it in and somebody's mouthpiece came flying out of the pile. I'll tell you one thing. Um, 
I know about injuries and I know why you can't do it and all that kind of stuff. But as bad as we are, as bad as we are on punt coverage and kickoff coverage, we should be damn kicking the ball off and punting the ball and having real coverage. Because who better to try and tackle than guys like Mikey Henderson carrying the ball? We need practice on kickoff coverage. Injuries be damned. Durham 
is a good receiver. He's good. He's not the fast guy on the team, but he's a real possession guy. The kind of guy that can really catch the ball. He just came across and caught a touchdown pass from Blake Barnes that was very poorly placed. Hell, I figure if he can catch Blake Barnes' balls, he ought to be able to catch anything Stafford throws. I hope, I hope Chris Durham gets more time this year. When the ball is in the air, Chris Durham is money. That kid is money. Joe Cox is a very sturdy second-string quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Joe Cox is a very good second-stringer. Damn, black team. Jason Johnson just threw a freaking halfback pass for a touchdown, man. That's pretty cool looking. Uh, get anything done on a G-Day game. Joe Cox to Chris Durham. In traffic, fighting off receivers, and making it downfield, man. Chris Durham wants a starting job. Let me tell you something else, dog fans. I mean, I hate to call it like I see it, but I'm telling you, the pass from Joe Cox to Chris Durham was a better placed on-the-run ball than I've seen Matthew Stafford throw today. Just that one pass. That was a fantastic, on-the-money, in-stride, over-the-middle pass to Chris Durham for a freaking touchdown. Looked nice. Joe Cox putting it where it's got to be. Telling you, no Sean Moreno is going to have tongues wagging with his performance today, man. Getting yards, bouncing in, bouncing out, and running hard. And Matthew Stafford just <laughs> ran a fantastic fake. He's getting a little tricky, kind of like David Green doing those really good play-action fakes back there, reverses and stuff. Uh, reminds me a little bit of David Green, you know. Looks really good. Momass looking good on the reverse. Tell you what, man, Troop Chandler, he's got wheels, gets downfield, he catches the ball. You know, tight end's been a big question mark for us this year with Marchez Milner leaving. Troop Chandler looks like he's going to be a really suitable replacement. He's blocked good today. He's caught deep balls. He's shown good hands and not the best passes. You know, he catches balls that maybe other guys wouldn't catch, you know. I'm not going to mention any names here, but uh, telling you, he catches the ball. And I'll tell you something else, too. I talked to a lot of fans here at the game today, and a lot of people uh, are saying, you know, not this year, but next year. Next year's the year, you know. Stafford will be a junior. Brandon uh, Sutherland will be a senior. Uh, defense will be a little more mature and stuff like that. Of course, we don't believe in that, the Dogcasters. We think every year is the year, but I'm telling you, things are things are okay on the Georgia sideline at the G-Day game this year. I'm telling you. Everything is looking okay, guys. score. Red team 34, black team 21. Take that, old dog. Offense, baby. Offense. We're on the air now. Well, I'm here with super fan uh, Tracy Clark yep, and uh, super fan uh, Georgia Bulldog fan Tracy Clark. And the game's over now. Offense wins 34-21. What do you think, man? No Sean looks great. Chris Durham. Chris Durham Chris show Durham today. show, man. And Trip Chandler. No oh Sean Moreno, God. man. Three touchdowns. Incredible. Did I, did I tell you the kid? He bounced it outside like like Thomas Brown, but he will slam into the pile. Did you see him move the pile down there at two yards to go? He doesn't. Like to go down. I'm telling you. Um, how about Trip Chandler, tight end? Trip looks 
to be beat up as much as he has in practice lately and be the only tight end out there, he's looking good. What do you think? I mean, I tell you, he's got at – I mean, he looks like to me he's got better hands than Martrez Milner. On average, he's got to have better hands than Martrez Milner. I wholeheartedly agree. I tell you. <laughs> I mean, he's catching balls that other guys wouldn't catch. You know, balls that are behind him, low yep. balls. He snatched the last one. What's the player uh, – anybody surprise you out here today? I was very happy with Rashad Jones. I came to see No Shine. I was excited about seeing No Shine. I was came here to see Rashad, and he lived up to it. <laughs> he lays the wood, doesn't he? I cannot wait to go see the TiVo. He lays the early. wood, man. Yeah. I mean, the boy's got some speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, I think he would have had two picks because it looked like his uh, the other guy on the play with him on the interception knocked him out of the interception. Right. Kind of busted it up yeah. a little bit. He wasn't thinking pick. One. I know. Yeah. Um, Overall, is a pretty polished game. You yeah, know what I mean? That, that was my impression. It's more polished of a game than I'm used to seeing out of a G-Day. Yeah. One thing I was going to say, uh, that different from what I've seen in practice so far, probably the player, if I had to pick one player that I was most disappointed in, I would probably say it was Matthew Stafford. I think his ball placement today was as poor as I've seen in his spring ball. I think I don't think he was putting the ball, he didn't place the ball as well today. Because this is something we talked about last year. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to see guys get the ball in stride. Not I want to see easy catches. Yep. And I don't think he made as high-quality throws today as he has been making up this far in practice. And uh, I don't really have an explanation for that. And I think he can get it together. But, it I, it, yeah, it wasn't his best day. I, I would say if I had to pick one guy that was probably least impressive, I think Matthew Stafford was the guy who uh, didn't do as well as he could. Yeah. Um, Anything else? You got any other thoughts, Super Fan Tracy Clark? I'm just damn. Gonna say hey to Laura. Hey Laura, how's it going? <laughs> I am just damn glad to be here. There's I'll nothing like walking back into the stadium for the first time in the year. So. Oh, hey, you might, you might. We should say hey, hey to Jeff and Boise too. You know, Jeff and Boise. Jeff is watching this on G Extra right now, which is you know pretty. Uh, he can't even get CSS up there where he is. Oh, I know. He's in the he's in the winter wonderland, man. Hey, it's a uh, it's a hell of a day, man. I tell you, wish you're here. Well, Tracy and Derek, Sanford Stadium, uh, G-Day game, we're out. So we're still talking. What were you saying? What's your nickname for Chris Durham? Hands. Hands, His baby. Hands. I, I said earlier, if he can catch, if he can catch a Blake Barnes's balls, yeah. hell, he's got to be able to catch anything Matthew Stafford's throwing. You know? I don't, I don't know Chris Durham. All I know is hands. I'm telling you what, buddy. He's a, he's an old school possession guy. Yeah. He's not the fastest guy out there, but when the ball's in the air, he's money. It's he's his. money, dude. Yep. It's his um, ball. I don't know. Something. I don't know what it was, but I mean, watch it on the replay. Yeah, Stacy Searles on the sideline down here, coaching the white team. He looked, uh, he looked like he was pretty comfortable. Yeah. Vince Vance, though, he's a man among men. There ain't no doubt about Six, it. Eight, three, ten. <laughs> Have one more biscuit, Vince. <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But Sturdivant's looking good. I thought oh. the offense, what do you think about the offensive line in general? I think they look good. I mean, like, for a spring game? But Yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. By the time ball rolls around. I, mean, I, I have not been this excited about a season in a long time. I'm going to say this. Somebody brought it up earlier. It is 2007. Yes. Are we working on August Are we on August 7? No, we're on August 6 now. And August 6 is still going to be here this year. Oh, he is? Yeah. Okay. Well, we still got 2007. I think it's Mark Rick's seventh year. Yes. Quarterback number 
Seven. I mean, I, you don't I'm even play the season, man. Well, I talked to a guy up here. I know. I talked to a guy. I've heard. I talked to about three different people who were saying that, you know, they were all, you know, they're thinking next year. Next year's no. going to be our year. No. Next year's the year we're going to be set up for a national championship. But I'm telling you, think, you know, hell, we think every damn year is national championship year, absolutely. man. There's no reason every year we can't get it done. With the talent and the coaching staff and the facilities and the fans we've got, there's no reason we can't get it done every damn year. I really think we're going to surprise some people this year. I mean, like, they just... We better surprise the Gators, by God. We I'm better not, surprise the Gators. I'm not going to make my prediction on tape. I've made it to my boy Mike here. <laughs> off the record. I've made it to Laura. Yeah, this now is Mike off the record. This is off the record. This is off the record? Absolutely, off the record. We're going to embarrass them. We're going to embarrass the Gators? Yeah. We're going to embarrass Tim Tebow, the one-play wonder. Absolutely. Run left, run left, run left. Yeah, no hoop shots in our end zone. Yeah, exactly. You play 60 minutes, Tim Tebow's going to think of something else besides them run left behind, yes, the, behind the guard, you know? Man. I feel it, man. I'm, I'm feeling it. I, yeah. I'm feeling it, man. Embarrassing the Gators. If only we can do it. Yeah, five turnovers. We, we lose We're the by only a team that can do it. This past year, five turnovers. We lost by one touchdown to the I national know. champions. I know, man. We were in that game. Damn it. We killed ourselves. I'm still so pissed about that. I'm extremely pissed. <laughs>